Any successful plan requires wisdom and preparation, and retirement is no different. It's time for the Plan Wise Retire Free Podcast. Welcome, everybody, to Plan Wise Retire Free with Jude Wilson and myself talking investing, finance, retirement, and is the grass greener on the other side? That's the topic this week on the podcast, Jude, because, you know, there's nothing wrong with trying to find another advisor if you feel like it's no longer the right fit, getting a second opinion. Uh, And some people will pull the trigger and do that. But like anything in life, sometimes we have regrets because it's not always greener on the other side. And maybe that's because we didn't think it through fully. So this week on the podcast, let's talk about some things that have happened or can happen and why you should think these things through before you just make the decision to jump ship. How you doing, my friend? I am doing well. It's good to hear your voice, buddy. You too. You too. Uh, I think we've got some a, a good story, some good stories here to share and talk about. Uh, you know, the nature of your business, right? People are going to come, people are going to go, clients are going to move around a little bit. Uh, obviously, you're trying to build long-term relationships with clients, and and that's what I think many clients want. But there are people who are easily maneuvered to do something different in life. And I think we've all been there, right? You Maybe you had a car that you really loved and then you sold it for something else because it looked like really awesome. And then you're like, oh, I miss my old car or a job, <laughs> right? Maybe you changed jobs or, you know, lots of reasons, right? No doubt about it. I One of the things that we preach in our, at, at our firm is that we're both a work family and client family. So okay. we really strive to have to build long-term relationships and check all the boxes uh, I, it, it, exactly yeah. and we get to know people on both a, a personal level and obviously their finances but i also realize that no one in this industry has a hundred percent retention ratio sure. and some clients are going to come and some clients are going to go yeah. i think the 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 great thing about this topic though is is really trying to understand whether or not it's there there is a necessary reason to move and to go. So that's why I really like this topic okay. today. Well, let's jump in. I'm going to hit I'm going to start off with a pretty heavy one that many people might be like, "Well, heck yeah, I'm moving on." Uh maybe the advisor firm made a mistake. Uh maybe the advisor, he, she, whatever, you know, they admit it. "Hey, we we goofed up. We made a mistake and it cost the client some money." Is that automatically a reason to go looking? I would say, Jude, there's a couple of things in this to break down for me. One, they did admit it, which is good. Uh, mm-hmm. Two, you know, are there systems in process to fix that problem? And I guess the severity of money loss certainly could be the determining factor. But I think that's it's not automatically a reason to change. But I think it has to be. There has to be some steps to show why it happened and why it won't happen again, kind of thing. Well, I'll give you a great example of this. We had a client, new client who was moving from their previous institution over to ours, moving their accounts. And on the application, there's a section where you can choose what's called in-kind. Basically, what that means is we're picking up the investments and we're moving them directly to our institution, to our custodian. We're not selling. We're just picking them up and moving them in-kind to the new custodian. Unfortunately, that box wasn't wasn't checked uh, when my associate was working with the client. And as soon as we noticed that the investments were sold, we contacted the client, already told them of what we had planned to do, basically request a reversal. Took a couple of days, um, but we were able to accomplish that. The market had moved up and the client was concerned you know, that they would be missing some value. But we were able to reverse the transaction and put them in, in the same position they were before. 
Now, the clients were great once we had told them what happened, how we were going to rectify the situation, and showing them the final result. They've been clients for us with us for years. Now, that's a situation where I think most people would say they they acknowledged the mistake, they fixed it, and they're fine. Uh, but some clients might say, look, I'm not dealing with this guy because he, he he's already made one mistake. What else could he possibly do? In these situations, it's uh, individual clients have to make that decision whether they trust the advisor enough to move forward. In this situation, it worked out great. Yeah, you know, and I think that's a great illustration. And thank you for sharing that because clerical errors and human errors do happen, right? And so that sounds exactly like that, what that was. But you guys were proactive and took care of it. And uh, very cool of you to share that story because things do happen in any business, right? Any walk of life, any industry. And uh, and therefore, I think that's uh, you have to kind of grade that level of the mistake, right? And and uh, and see if it's something it's really worth changing for or is it worth moving on? And, and to your point, in this situation, the client stayed with you. So that's fantastic. All right. Number two on my list, Jude. Um, maybe it's a boutique firm. Maybe you've even gone through this, this part yourself. There's a lot of people who look for... They're looking for a financial professional and they like the small boutique firm. Maybe it's just a couple people in the office. And then there's others that really like the big office, big name on the building, 20 employees, yada, 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 so on and so forth. That's great too. But what about the firm that they start small and they grow big and now the client feels like they're no longer getting that special treatment they used to get because they saw the owner, for example, and now they see like a junior associate or something like that. Is that automatically a reason to jump ship? I think you've been monitoring my career. I mean, that's pretty much. <laughs> well, I have been talking to you for a while. <laughs> that's pretty much how we got started. We had uh, 10 clients when I first opened the firm in, in 2009, and now we serve over 275 households across the country. And, you know, you're absolutely right. There will be times when an advisor has to grow and has to hire some more people to be able to handle the bandwidth. Right. I think one one of the things that we've done really well is to try to make sure the client understands that I, the principal in the firm, am always available to our clients, but they, but some clients may be meeting with junior associates and we try to build that relationship instead of just hand them off and you never see me again. Right. And so right. we've We've met with some of these clients with the new associates. We've built the relationships and we've explained to them, uh, you're going to be meeting with this person. They're competent. We've trained them. They do things just as I would do. And, and for most of those clients, they've stayed with us. Yeah. But there there are times where people feel like, okay, my relationship is with Jude, not with this young guy or young girl. Right. Uh, but there's only and, so many hours in the day, right? I mean, there's exactly. only, yeah, I mean, you cannot, you know, as you the, as the business is growing, you just can't, you know, literally talk to every person, but I'm sure you probably have your hands uh, on every plan, right? A absolutely. Yeah. There's, there's not much that goes uh, on in this firm that I'm not a part of, even though if I'm not front and center. And if not, you know, my mom used to have this great sign over the door at the place she worked for years and, uh, she ran this guy's massive multi-million dollar business, and she had this sign that uh, that he just loved, and it said, do you want to talk to the guy in charge or to the woman who knows what's going on? <laughs> I love it. And I was going to say, that's probably Sam, right? That's probably your lovely wife, <laughs> Sam. 
Yeah, so out of out of eight team members, I'm the only guy. So there's plenty of women on they my know team. What that, on. That okay. Know what's right. going on? Okay, all right. Okay, all right. You know, but again, I think that's a great point. And and again, for us on this side of the like, for me on this side of the mic is the kind of the client type of person, if you will. Um, it's up to us to also kind of think about like, what do we want? If we started with a boutique firm and we see it growing have those conversations along the way. And maybe at some point you do decide that it's no longer the right fit because you want to see the owner. But I will give you this uh, other, you know, kind of food for thought. There's a success. Well, what about the succession plan? Like if you're working with a boutique firm, Jude, where it's just a husband and wife, let's say, uh, and something happens to the principal, there's no backup, right? You know, so at least in this situation, you, if something happened to you, God forbid, right? There's people like people's plans are safe in the fact and the knowledge that, that, they have other people they can turn to there at the firm at Centrus, not just you. Absolutely. And that makes a big difference because God forbid, you know, I, I, I plan on living a long life sure, and staying right. in this industry for, for quite a while. But I want to make sure that my clients are always taken care of with the enthusiasm, with the ethics and with the knowledge that, you know, I hope they came to 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 learn and trust about us, and yeah. they will continue to to use us in that fashion. Yeah, I mean, there's lots of ways to look at it. So, a lot of this grass is greener conversation. I think we're making some great points, uh, you know, for either way. But it really comes down to us as the individual potential client to say what are we looking for. We have to be honest with ourselves too. So, yeah. uh, number three, the uh, the dinner seminars have been back in full swing in 22 after the <laughs> lockdowns and all that good stuff. And you know, there's there's a lot of advisors that just put on a great show. They're very entertaining. They're very engaging. And maybe if you're looking for a second opinion, you went out and checked one out and you found it to be really awesome. And you're thinking, hey, I'm going to you know, jump over there and start working with them. Is it just, are you switching because the seminar was so good? Or is there probably really more a problem that you're not getting addressed uh, back at your original firm? Well, I, I've got another great example for okay. you of this. Uh, so I was just at my hometown. Most of my family uh, lives in Jacksonville, Florida. As you know, I'm I'm here in Orlando. I go home quite often. Mm-hmm. I was having dinner with my family, and my sister says to me, "Hey, Jude, you know, I went to this great dinner seminar with this advisor. Oh my God, he was wonderful, and he talked about this theory called funnels. And uh, do you do that? <laughs> I'm like, sis, we talk about buckets all the time. It's the same concept. He's just calling it something else. Yeah, he's <laughs> just a it's, funnel. It's true. It's a good point. Um, you know, and I, th- I was thinking about that. If someone's going and looking there again, there's probably something going on that made them think they needed a second opinion. Have you done yourself and your current advisor, the service of saying, telling them, I'm feeling like uh, I'm not being served in this area, X, Y, Z, whatever it is, and give them the chance to address that. Right. Cause if we don't in our society now, it seems like we're either a picking a fight or B avoiding everything. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so you have to have a conversation with your advisor if you feel like there's something missing. And that's what we strive to do. We try to create an environment where clients feel comfortable talking to us about anything. And we we reach out proactively. So I'm 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 glad my sister didn't fire me and move to this guy that had <laughs> funnels instead of buckets. <laughs> uh, that's really funny. It's like that, you know I have a similar as a musician I have a similar story. Uh, it's always musicians. We always joke that it's the hardest thing in the world to get your family to support you. They always say, "Oh, that's all, you're awesome. It's great, right?" But they the the things you need them to do, they kind of don't do a lot. Uh, and so, for example, like you know buying your your music, your albums, streaming it, whatever the case is. So one day, my brother's hanging out with me by the pool, and we're outside doing. Doing something and uh, music's playing in the background. He's like, "Hey, I really like this song." 
And I said, oh, okay, cool. And he's like, who, who is this? You're really good with you know names and stuff. And I said, it's your brother, idiot. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, you know, the, the CD that I gave you like a couple months ago? He's like, oh, I guess I should listen to it, right? <laughs> so sometimes our family is absolutely the worst. They're, they, they love us, but they're the worst supporters sometimes. So Love you, sis, if you're listening. That's right. Similar <laughs> stories, but good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, and yes, I'm glad she didn't fire you as well. Uh, all right, uh, let's talk about this one, Jude. Now you have clients all over the country, and absolutely, you know, you serve a, a large group in Florida, obviously. But there's COVID silver lining, I suppose, if we can find one, yes, is that yes. people have gotten more comfortable with doing business, you know, online, remotely. Telecom's been a big thing for a long time, but I think for you know uh, seniors, it was initially kind of a tough thing to feel like, hey, I don't want to talk about my finance over you know a computer screen. Uh, and, a, and a webcam. So all that being said, is moving to a different state still the same reason it once was to find a new advisor? Do you really need to see them locally? Do you need to find someone locally in the new area move to and shake that hand and, and you know sit across from them face to face? Or are you can you live with doing remote? I hate to acknowledge this, but I've been in the industry 27 years. And Early on in my career, that was a, the death nail when a client said, oh, I'm moving. I'm moving, yeah. But now it, it really isn't. It, two things. One, if your advisor is licensed in your state, then they can service you just as well as if you were in the same city. Yep. And then secondly, it's what you alluded to. How, how comfortable do you feel with the technology? I, I know when we started our firm back in 2009, we were using a software called join.me. It was that version of, uh, it was kind of like Zoom back in the day. Okay. And now, and some of our clients loved it. And some of our clients said, no, Jude, I just want to meet in person. Now, a majority of our clients say, you know, I don't mind doing Zoom. Right. And yeah. for about 25% of our clients, they they still want to meet in person now that COVID has kind of died down a little bit. So no, it's not an automatic uh, reason to leave. Yeah, and I think you know we could really look at things a, a different way now too, right? Gas is high, um, and and we've we've gotten to be such a lazy sediment uh, sedentary. There we go, sedentary society, right? <laughs> so it's like, hey, if if we can have this conversation, Jude, and I can do it in my in my uh, you know jammies, so to speak, right, <laughs> with a cup of coffee in my living room versus having to get dressed and drive across town and. Yeah, or drive you know long distances, whatever the case might be. So pe- that that is very appealing to people now. So it has changed quite a bit, and I think that's a, a, again it comes back to us as the individual. Do you really need that face to face and the shaking of the hands, or can you you know uh, be okay with the remote? And I think if you've had the relationship, Jude, for with uh, the firm for a while, and they've been serving you for many years, most people are probably more inclined to stay when they move. If you had just started, yeah, I could see maybe saying, okay, I'm going to shop around locally because I don't have that time investment yet. Absolutely. You're 1,000% yeah. correct. Okay. Well, let's do the uh, let's do the final one here, Jude, and we'll wrap it up. Uh, and that is the – it's kind of similar to the first one, but it's really more around the market, the market downturns, right? They're going to happen. We haven't seen one for a long time, but this year we have. And maybe you've lost quite a bit of money with the portfolio. Just because it's a market downturn, is that automatically a reason to say, well, they're not doing their job, I'm going to move on? Or is it really, I mean, it's the situation, it's the times, there's a lot of other factors that just can't be avoided. I don't know anybody who's not suffered through this market downturn, but it's the level you suffer 
right, based on your um, risk tolerance that really carries the weight. You got it. And I'll give you a a couple of examples of this. Please. So we met a prospective client about a year ago. Um, This woman was, I think, 82 years old, and 90% of her portfolio was in equities, was in the stock market. Uh, And this is all the money she had to, to live off of. Uh, her former advisor had her highly concentrated in in a few different uh, companies. And fortunately, we met her before the market downturn and, and diversified her. Mm. Now, if that same woman had stayed with that advisor, especially over the last year, prior to the market turning down, she would have had significant losses. So this was a, a, a reason why... If that had happened to her, she should have definitely fired that advisor and moved on. Mm. She was in an improper asset allocation for her goals and time frame. But, but secondly, if you are, uh, you've been well diversified, your, your portfolio has been put together with your goals and your time frame, and you experience a downturn in the market, a bear market, that's not necessarily a reason. That's the natural course. Right. I tell clients all the time. In a 10-year period of time, we should expect at least at least two bear markets in, in our time together. We've gotten spoiled, Jude. We spent the last 12 years, like, I mean, and 21 and 22 being the way they are next to each other uh, from a financial market standpoint is a great illustration of that. 21 was basically straight up, right? Yep. I mean, it's the numbers were, fan, were you know, some cases triple, right? Yeah. Uh, and, and then the very next, and it just kind of goes to show that markets can, anything can happen. So the very next year, it's, a, it's down. So I think that's a great point that you made. It's like, it's the natural ebb and flow. When there's a bear market, you're going to lose something. It's, <clears throat> excuse me, it's how the plan was constructed for you, the level of risk, and is it the right plan for the, you know, for your time of life to kind of mitigate some of those losses because they're inevitable. You got it. And, you know, we, we started this podcast by saying communication is the key mm-hmm. and we'll probably end the podcast by saying communication is the key. We, you know, the clients should be able to talk to their advisor about their situation and concerns and match those situation and concerns with a plan that makes sense. Absolutely. Yep. So there you go. Get some communication, get with some, uh, a strategy that works for you. And if you are feeling as though the grass might be greener on the other side, ask yourself some of these questions before you make that move and do a little soul searching and even talk with your advisor, your current advisor, to just see if there's something that's missing in that communication chain. Uh, If so, you might be able to fix that before making the moves. And that's going to do it for the podcast this week. If you need help, of course, you do need a second opinion or whatever the case might be. Jude and the team are always here to help at CentrustFS.com. That's CentrustFS.com. Or you can call them at 800-779-4592. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform you like to use. Plan-wise, Retire Free is a name. And we'll see you next time. For Jude Wilson, I'm Mark Killian. We'll catch you later here on the show. Thanks for listening. Thank you. The preceding program is sponsored by Jude Wilson, who is solely responsible for its content.